the Green Bay Packers have made Jair Alexander a record-setting paid cornerback what it means for the Packers, what it means for this defense, and the flexibility it gives them both on the field and in their pocketbooks. That's next. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Jair Alexander is getting the bag. The Green Bay Packers are giving him a four-year, $84 million extension with over $30 million in year one on a signing bonus. His base salary is going to be teeny-weeny, a little over a million dollars. And that allows them to spread out the cap hit. But here's the deal. Who cares? Who cares? He is a really, really good football player. He is going to get paid commensurate to his abilities. And in two years, in three years, no one is going to wonder what the Packers were doing. This is a player who is still on the upside. Someone who is young who I understand is coming off a major injury, but he's still only 25 years old. He's going he's gonna to be in position to get another monster contract when this one is up. So it's there. You, you can't overpay for superstar players. You really can't. You really can't. And I, I think we need to revisit the Devontae Adams piece of this because you're going to have fans, and I've already seen fans, heard from fans who are like, well, they chose Jair over Devontae Adams. That's not what happened. The Packers were willing to pay Devontae Adams. In fact, Ian Rappaport said on Pat McAfee's show yesterday, the Packers were willing to offer Devontae Adams more money, especially in the first two years, than the Raiders gave Devontae. He wanted to go to Las Vegas. He wanted to play with Derek Carr. He wanted to hang his own shingle somewhere else where he could be the focal point and the true superstar of the team. He's, he's the face of the Raiders now, Devontae Adams is. That was never going to be the case in Green Bay. So the Packers, we don't know how that deal, had the Packers signed, it would have affected this deal. Would the Packers have had to make that choice? I don't think so, especially because of the way this was structured. You're actually saving money in the near term on this deal. His cap hit goes from that $13 million number on his fifth-year option to something we think in the $7 million range. So this is all, you know, depending on the structure. We haven't seen the specifics of the contract, at least as of this recording. So I don't want to get bogged down into that because, number one, it's boring, and number two, it doesn't matter. He's going to cost less money this year than he was already going to, and he's going to cost next year and the year after that and the year after that what he should. So... Any any kind of pearl clutching, and this is this is just one of those things that that really is is frustrating to me. 
One of the quickest ways to appear smart, but not actually offer anything useful in terms of analysis, is when any contract is signed, to clutch pearls about it. To wonder, oh, was this the prudent thing to do? Oh, they're, they're borrowing from the future. Oh, cornerbacks, you shouldn't actually pay cornerbacks because defense is a weak link system and it's actually... Enough. Enough. That is not the takeaway here. A superstar caliber player is getting paid like a superstar at a premium position and the price for corners has not reached the price for receivers yet. The Jair Alexander deal is just getting to where the Julio Jones deal had previously set the bar for receivers. So they're still not even in that receiver level. Now, I think you can funnel your offense through a receiver in a way you can't on defense, but, but that's not the point. This is a great deal for Green Bay. It gives them short-term flexibility, and they lock up the best group of corners in the league. I mean, I, I don't even know where you'd point to and say this group is close. Because if you look at just, let's just take the top corners in football and, and think about what, what they have around them. Jalen Ramsey does not play with elite corners around him. They, not even like high level guys. There, there's some fine players. But we're not talking about guys as good as what we saw Eric Stokes last year and what his ability upside wise is. No one played as well as Russell Douglas did for the Packers last season. And I understand. Okay, cool. You know, that's one year still. I think that when you look at guys like A.J. Terrell in Atlanta, that defense is is barren around him. And, and then you, you really start to have to go, okay, well, J.C. Jackson, he switched teams. What do the Chargers have around him now that Casey Hayward is gone? I mean, Jair Alexander, as one of the top corners in the league, Xavier Howard is probably the best example, has Byron Jones opposite. But they don't, they do not have the same sort of depth to go three deep past what you have with Howard and Jones. Now they have Javon Holland, who plays a little nickel, but Noah Igbenagamine has not been what they wanted in the draft. Nick Needham is their nickelback. That that guy is not as good as either Russell Douglas or Eric Stokes. And we're going to get into what this means for this Packers defense in a second. But I think big picture, you're looking at this going, you solidified a position that is almost impossible to solidify. How many teams are desperately seeking corners, including the Packers for what, the last decade? I mean, for anyone to act like this is, um, you know, even something even approaching something to worry about, whether it's financially or whatever, is absurd. This is absurd. They drafted a potential stud corner. They happened to find a guy who played like a stud last year. We'll see, even if he falls off and is 80% of the guy he was last year, that's a really useful third corner. And then Jair Alexander is one of the three best players at his position in football. To me, it's Howard, it's Ramsey, and it's it's Jair at this point in the league. And there are some good young corners, guys like AJ Terrell out there, JC Jackson. I think some of these young guys, Patrick Sertan, JC Horn, have the ability to get there. They're not there yet. Eric Stokes, by the way, has the ability to get there too. 
he's not there yet either. We're going to talk about how this affects the Packers defense and a little nugget that we got in reporting yesterday about Jair Alexander's role, why this contract makes some sense in that regard. Coming up in just a second before we do, today's episode brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that that was only 150 calories plus you got 16 grams of protein. That's what it's like to eat their new birthday cake puff from Built. I just got my box. I just had one. And it was the perfect thing post-workout because not only does it taste awesome, but it was easy to eat. That's the great thing about what Built Bar does is their stuff is easy to eat. You want to eat it because it's tasty, but it's also simple. And, and sometimes you're eating these protein bars and it's like homework. Like I got to I gotta power through just, just to finish this thing because it's a, it's a workout for my mouth. It's like, well, that's not what I signed up for. I just did my workout. I need something that I can get through. That's what these are. And they taste awesome. Plus they have all of the requisite nutrients that your body wants. The protein, the fiber, low in calorie, low in net carb. That's what Built is able to do by still and still making it taste delicious. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at Built.com. So the Packers, we've been wondering, what is the situation with them in the star role? You're going to see Darnell Savage. Are we going to see J.R. Alexander, Eric Stokes, Russell Douglas? Well, the, the player on the roster who is best suited for the role is Jair. And if he's going to play that role, he is going to want to get money like an outside corner because that's where he is. And he's still going to play there. And so what you're what you're if you're the Packers, you're going, okay, we will pay you like an outside corner, but we're going to ask you to play a bunch in the slot. And if you look at someone like Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey last season played 1,300, a little bit more, total snaps. 300 of them are in the slot, 340. So he still played outside more than he played anywhere else. And there were still some games, especially early in the season, where he played more slot than anything else. And I think they realized you're, you're, you're hurting your defense if you're doing that. Because yes, you want him close to the ball. You want him in the mix in the run game. But ultimately, his most valuable skill is his coverability on the outside. And so I think that's how you're going to see the Packers handle this. So a quarter of snaps, it's going to be back to this receiver analogy. It's going to be the way that they use Devontae Adams. He's an outside receiver who can play in the slot. And Jair Alexander is an outside corner who can play in the slot. So third and eight against Justin Jefferson, who's going to be in the slot, Jair is going to be in there. I think you're going to see him on some early downs as well because he's such a good run defender. He's so voracious as a tackler. Against heavy RPO teams, you might see him in the slot where he's going to have a chance to beat blocks and make some plays. And it's it's going to be so matchup-based. Now you I mean, think about what the Packers were able to do this offseason and what they were able to do defensively. The big money for Devondre Campbell. They, they, they get what I think is a bargain deal for Russell Douglas. They sign Jerron Reed. They extend Jair Alexander. They pick up 
Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage's fifth-year options. They keep, at least for now, Dean Lowry when they could have said, we'll take the money. And they use their first two picks at linebacker and defensive line. Irrespective of whether or not I liked those picks, this is a heavy investment in defense. And if you're going to do that, it's predicated on the idea that this is going to be an essential part of your team, an essential part of their identity. And I don't think it is a leap to say the Packers watched what happened in the postseason and looked at that and, and thought, hey, this is this is nice. We can manufacture this stuff on offense. If we could have a defense that played like this for 17 weeks and then in the playoffs, I like our chances. And I think that's right. If you have Aaron Rodgers and a bunch of guys with a good offensive line, good running backs, uh, and, and whatever to throw the ball to with that dominating defense, that should be enough. It really should. Now, it wasn't in that game because of special teams and because the offense was not able to find a rhythm, but you, you would expect in a game like that, the offense can have some issues. It was cold. Uh, the special teams were terrible. You have a kick blocked. You know, you, you cost yourself the points that you would have had, or in, in the case of the blocked punt, not allowed. And you win that game. And you probably go on to win the Super Bowl. This team didn't need, need to make any drastic changes, but I think you can you can look at later stage Aaron Rodgers and say, okay, he's not the I'm just going to take it all on my shoulders guy, even though he's the two-time defending MVP. But with, without guys in addition to Devontae Adams, it makes some sense to say, load up on defense. Now, is it how I would approach it? Hmm, not necessarily. But I also think there's still time to do some other things. What having Jair Alexander does, and, and it was not a question whether they were going to have him or not, but him playing in, inside also allows him to do what he does in terrific fashion, and that is lurk, read quarterback's eyes, break on underneath throws. Guys like Jared Goff and Justin Fields and Kirk Cousins love to miss those overhang defenders and will throw the ball in harm's way, and all of a sudden he can be off to the races. He is one of the best true cover corners on the outside, but he has the size, the movement skills, and the explosiveness with his read and react and click and close to go make plays on the ball, not unlike Russell Douglas. So in this defense, he's not going to be asked to man up in the slot in the same way that, that he might in some other defenses. He's going to get to play some just underhang or overhang and and underneath defenders. But on third down, you're going to play more man coverage. In the red zone, you might play more man coverage. And so in this system, he's going to play some, some man principles in there. Just the, the guy in his area. And I think this is going to allow him to, to use his skill set I don't know that it's, it's like the, the idea of the beating. I don't buy that. I mean, Shannon Sullivan was not getting beat up because he was some awesome run defender. Now, Jair Alexander is going to want to make every tackle in there. And now he's getting paid commensurate to that effort. I don't think it was ever a situation where you're going, well, he might not give that 100% effort if he's not compensated for it. He did it on a rookie deal. 
I don't think you need to save him from himself either. We have every reason to believe he will come back healthy and every reason to believe he will be awesome when he comes back. So that means that this team, if when you add in the safeties, this is the best secondary in football. I will say it again. This is the best secondary in football. The snowfly zone is in full effect this season. And who, who will be on it long-term? Is Adrian Amos going to get an extension? What, what does the Darnell Savage extension look like if they sign one? But they have Eric Stokes, Russell Douglas, and Jair Alexander under contract for at least the next three years. Then they have the fifth-year option on Stokes. They still have Jair under contract, and we'll see what happens. But this is the window. So now is the time to have those guys under contract. In, in an NFC where you are going to need to stop some big-time offenses, the Rams add Allen Robinson. The, the Bucks add Russell Gage. Those are the teams that you're competing with. The Cowboys. Um, I was going to say the Eagles, but like, I don't know about the Eagles. Those are the big boys in the conference. I don't, I don't think you need, we need to say the Saints, but you don't necessarily need all your corners for that. Those are the guys you have to stop. Those are the teams. And so you got to cover Chris Godwin. You got to cover Mike Evans. You got to cover Cooper Cup and Al Robinson. And then you also have to be able to put pressure on the quarterback. That extra split second that your cover guys can give your pass rush, those things work in tandem. And so when you're allowing teams, I think you can, you can be a little bit more aggressive too with the way you play your safeties. If you have someone like Jair Alexander, you can play your two high looks and actually feel like in run support, you can be really good. Because he's going to fill, because he's going to get off blocks, because he's going to see things and he's going to make plays. Remember two years ago against the Vikings, he makes that play where he gets a safety and it turned out that was not the call. He actually read it wrong, but just went and made the play. He is that kind of instinctive playmaker. And so now you can feel more comfortable. Hey, Darnell Savage, you can play deep. Adrian Amos, you can play deep. You don't need to, you don't need to roll guys down. Or if you want to be a little bit more aggressive, play some more single high because you trust your guys to man up when you need to. You trust your corners to do that. That is a huge benefit in terms of versatility, in terms of flexibility, in giving your defense options. It's not, oh, we need to play too high because we don't trust our corners to not get burned over the top. That was. 2020, 2019, like that's been the Packers recipe for a long time since they had, you know, Charles Woodson, Sam Shields and Tremont Williams. They haven't had three corners like this since that one. So I'm not saying that, that any, of the, any of these guys are, are at that level. I don't think this secondary has proven that they're at that level. That was a Super Bowl winning team. But Jair Alexander is in that, that stratosphere of great player. And remember, Tremont Williams was, you know, a, a Pro Bowl caliber player at that time. And you had Sam Shields, who was on the Ascension, became a Pro Bowl caliber player. I don't think it's crazy to compare this group to that one. I really don't. And you go back uh, a season before that, and it's Al Harris and Charles Woodson and Tremont Williams. I mean, that is those studs, studs. 
That's what kind of secondary this team has now, and it gives them so much flexibility. Speaking of flexibility, now they have a little bit more financial flexibility too. We'll see if they want to use it. We'll talk about it coming up. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brands their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you and thanks for making locked on packers your first listen every day now go make your second listen locked on nfl the schedule may be dark but the nfl never stops and neither does locked on nfl get insights and opinions from hosts including ross jackson chris carter and tony wiggins plus local locked on nfl hosts repping all 32 squads including this guy there's no real offseason for real fans so make sure you're subscribed to locked on nfl on youtube and wherever you get podcasts so I mentioned the, the money that the Packers are saving here. Now, they still need to get some things done. If they want to have um, room to operate in the season, they've got their, their guys signed right now, their rookie class signed. But there's always money in the banana stand, A. And B, they have a little bit more flexibility now if they want to sign someone. And so we heard Ian Rappaport mention the possibility of someone like Julio Jones and what a good fit he thought that was. I want to bring back up a name that we haven't mentioned in a while because I think it is one to watch. And that's Will Fuller. Now, Will Fuller missed last season, but if you go back, the Green Bay Packers had actually tried to trade for him once already. And they were close, but the compensation was just never, never quite right. He is someone that Matt LaFleur thinks very highly of. And I understand, okay, Romeo Dubs, Christian Watson, these guys are speedsters. They can take the top off the defense. They can be that deep threat for your offense. When? When? Can they do it now? Can they do it this season? And if not, it's not really Sammy Watkins' deal anymore. Al Lazard, not really his deal. Randall Cobb, Amari Rogers, they're not the guys that can do that. So because I think that Sammy Watkins was mostly a pre-draft insurance policy, I don't think that precludes them from going out and, and making a splashier move. Will Fuller still makes sense to me because of what he gives you on the upside. Will Fuller went healthy. The last time we saw him healthy was a really good football player. Well, last time we saw Julio Jones healthy, he was fine. Solid. Will Fuller in 2020 was awesome before he got suspended. Ascended as a legit number one receiver. Went to Miami, got paid, and was hurt. Now, that's been a problem for him. He's been hurt. So has Julio. So I'd be fine taking a couple, four, three, four million, throwing it at Will Fuller to say, hey, come in. We'll see what you can do. I I really like that. Show these young bucks what it's what it takes. Be our downfield stretcher. 
in year one. And then if it works out, hey, we'll sign you. And if it doesn't, vaya con Dios. And you helped bridge the gap to Christian Watson and, and Romeo Dubs. It still allows you to play the, the way that you want. Heavy play action into the deep shots. He can still run. Ted Ginn also faced injuries. He could still run late in his career. The speed doesn't go. Deshaun Jackson can still fly. He's had some injuries too. It's more about can you hold up. But the, the, the juice in the legs is still going to be there. And he, I thought Will Fuller showed he had a more complete package. Release package. Working underneath routes in Houston. Now that's two years ago already. But if you're paying a bit a bargain price, then who cares? I think that's a question worth asking. So that's just a name I wanted to throw out there. If the Packers are going to play in this pool, and Ian Rappaport reported that they are going to, we could see you know a Rashawn Gary extension um, that that helps alleviate some cap issues. Um, there we could still see some cuts some post-June ones to clear cap space. So there's still things that the Packers can do in terms of flexibility. I don't think they're done adding to this team. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. More to come this week on the Packers off season. So stick with us on the Locked on Packers podcast. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775. Stay Locked on Packers.